Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another scintillating installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. Before we get started this morning, an unfortunate program note. I had told you that we were going to have an interview with that high school history teacher from Worland, Wyoming. Unfortunately, at the very last minute, he changed his mind about coming on the program to visit about the letter he wrote concerning history courses at Worland High School. I am really kind of bummed out about it. I was looking forward to talking history with a history teacher from a Wyoming high school. But nonetheless, I'm still going to tell you all about the letter he wrote and what the Worland High School administration is doing to their students. So we'll do that later on in today's broadcast. My friends, I started Cowboys State Politics for one reason and one reason only. That I was sick and tired of being lied to by the Wyoming media. That's what I said being lied to. As a matter of fact, since we're going to talk about things that are complete bullcrap, perhaps we should look up what exactly the word lie means. To the 1828. As with most words in this gigantic dictionary, the word lie has numerous definitions, but only one is needed here. According to Webster's 1828 edition of the American Dictionary of the English Language, a lie is a criminal falsehood, a falsehood uttered for the purposes of deception, an intentional violation of the truth, fiction. And while we're at it, we should probably look up the word truth. Here we go. Truth. Conformity to fact or reality. Exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. The truth of history constitutes its whole value. True state of facts or things, conformity to words or thoughts, veracity, correctness, fidelity, honesty, exactness. I think you get the point. The two words are polar opposites. By definition, pardon the pun, a lie cannot be the truth. And my friends, we are absolutely surrounded by falsehood. It kind of feels like every single place you turn, there is nothing but lies, and it's very difficult to determine what is the truth and what is not. Trusted news sources have turned to just lying about events so that it fits their political narrative. News has become politics, and it has been for a long time. Just about every single person I know can come up with an example of where they were trying to relate a story to a friend, and their reply was, well, that's not what the newspaper said. The default assumption, of course, is that whatever is printed in the newspaper has to be true. Because, you know, legally, they can't print things that are false. Most people trust the newspaper, and because they do, they don't seek out any information elsewhere. They just assume that whatever they're reading is absolutely fact. And if you already believe that what you're reading is the truth, then there's absolutely no need to go verify it elsewhere. The problem is, what you're reading in the newspaper is most likely not the truth. And at best, it is a spun political narrative. The reason why I'm so fired up about this this morning is all week long I have been inundated by things that are not true. 
And do you know what the nice thing about telling the truth is? You never have to go back and correct yourself. My friends, this is the 414th episode of Cowboy State Politics. Do you know how many retractions I've had to issue? Five. Five in 414 episodes. And there hasn't been a single one of those five retractions where I've had to reverse what it is that I've said. Every single one of them has been a detail that I've missed. A detail that when I provided it, just further clarified the story that I had already reported on. Allow me to demonstrate. About a year and a half ago, I did a story about a political organization that was doing reviews of candidates. In this one video about a particular governor, they went on and on and on about how fantastic a candidate he was. When I reported on their video, I said that they had endorsed that governor, which is uh, pretty much what they did, but they didn't use that word. And so I got out my thesaurus, and I read every other synonym of the word endorse, and wouldn't you know, every single one of those words matched what was in that video. So I issued a retraction. They didn't use the word endorse, but they did everything else except endorse that governor. My point is, is that on the very, very rare occasions that I goof up and I have to issue a retraction, I lead with my mistakes, and I make sure that you are aware that I'm issuing a retraction. The news media doesn't do that, ever. And if they do, it ends up on page D27, where you're never going to see it. That, my friends, is what separates journalists from the mainstream Wyoming press. Before I go any further, I should probably introduce you to some other people that are really ticked off at the media, so they advertise on this program instead. This segment of the program is brought to you by the Buffalo Wool Company. They make the most amazing socks that you are ever going to put on your feet. In fact, I'm wearing a pair right now. I wish I had 27 other pairs. And if you try just one, you'll have the same opinion. Their socks are made from the fur of the American bison. They're made right here in the United States. All of them. When they say, made in the USA, they're telling you the truth. Unlike the media. Uh, uh, sorry, I digress. I guess I'm a little bit more irritated than I thought. Back to the socks. Anyhow, the buffalo that they source a lot of the fur from come from ranches right here in the great state of Wyoming. I'm telling you, my friends, try out a pair of these socks. You're absolutely going to love them. They keep you absolutely warm in the winter and cool and dry in the summer. So you can find a pair of them at thebuffalowoolco.com. Trust me, you're not going to be disappointed. Okay, on with the program. Yesterday, Johnson County Commission Chairman Bill Novotny made an appearance on Sheridan Media's Public Pulse. On Friday afternoons, they do like an open line Friday where people can call in and ask a question of whomever is hosting the program. I don't want to take too much credit for this, but I'm pretty sure one of the callers listens to Cowboy State Politics. You're going to love this. Here it is. Uh, Bill, I'm so glad to hear you on the air here in Sheridan County. Um, I've got a question I'd like to pose to you that I know a lot of people in, in uh, Sheridan County have on their minds. I'm looking at a, a photocopy of a cashier's check with your name on it that you paid to a firm out of state, which funded a mailer that attacked four private citizens here in Sheridan County who weren't running for office. And I was wondering if you'd care to explain why you did that. 
why we did that? Well, I'm looking at your name. I said you. I'm looking at your name on this cashier's check, but the sheriff's report shows your cashier's check shows the receipt from Majority Strategies for the mailer that was mailed back here in August of 2022, and the private citizens here were very unhappy about it, and really, frankly, all of Sheridan County's unhappy about it. And it's stunning to me that nobody's asked you about it yet, so I'd love to hear your side of the story. Well, thank you for your question. And what I'm just going to say to you flat out is that uh, I own a private company. Uh, it's an LLC, and uh, I don't discuss things that my business does for clients. So uh, thanks for your question, though. Happy to talk about Lake Smith. About Good dodge, Bill. Do you know why he wouldn't answer that question? Because there's absolutely no answer he could give that would not incriminate himself. In other words, his lawyer told him not to answer that question. I encourage you to go back and listen to the several episodes I've done concerning Cyrus Western and Bill Novotny and that fake pack they created to send out a political hit mailer on four private citizens in Sheridan County. Right now, we're waiting on the Wyoming Attorney General to investigate the matter. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But it was the Buffalo fake news that caught my attention today. I was alerted to an article they printed in Wednesday's edition by a listener of Cowboy State Politics. Thanks for that. Now, several episodes ago, I told you about an article that was printed in the February 3rd edition of the Buffalo Bulletin that claimed that Commissioner Novotny was cleared of this matter. Clearly he wasn't, as the case has been turned over to the Wyoming Attorney General's office. Have they printed a retraction for knowingly publishing something they knew to be not true? Of course not. This paper doubled down. In an article entitled, Political Mailer Case Referred to the Attorney General, and I quote, <clears throat> written by Seth Taylor, an investigation related to a political mailer sent by Representative Cyrus Western of Bighorn and Johnson County Commission Commissioner Bill Novotny in his role as a political consultant has been referred to the Wyoming Attorney General's office by the Secretary of State. Skip a couple paragraphs. Quote, a separate investigation conducted by the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office and the Sheridan County Attorney's Office found that no crimes had been committed. End quote. Of course, nothing could be further from the truth. What really happened is that the Sheridan County Attorney just declined to prosecute. She at first claimed that it didn't classify as election communication and then declined to prosecute. Shortly thereafter, she rescinded that declination and then said that Sheridan County is not the proper jurisdiction to prosecute this offense. And so she handed the matter off to the Wyoming Secretary of State. The FOIA request response from Sheridan County Attorney Diana Bennett sent to Cowboy State Politics is available on the website and it completely disproves what the Buffalo Bulletin printed in this article. What the Buffalo Fake News is doing is trying to run cover for Johnson County Commission Chairman Bill Novotny. They've been doing that all along, trying to convince you, their reader, that there's nothing to see here. Please move along. Frankly, my friends, it's disgusting and it's journalistic malpractice. They are intentionally misleading their readers. You really shouldn't be too surprised by that. The media, in large part, has been in the habit of using their medium to push their political agenda, no matter if they have to lie to you or tell you the truth, or it doesn't matter to them. After the break, I'm going to take you to Worland, Wyoming, where the high school administration 
is attempting to remove the teaching of the American Revolution from the social studies curriculum. But first, an obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or maybe a roping arena or even a giant warehouse for your business, then you should give my friends Nick and Jesse a call at 307-674-2532. These two guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else. So if you've been thinking about putting up a metal structure on your property, then give Morton Buildings a call. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. It's 549 in the morning, and you know what I'm thinking about? Hot wings. Hot wings from the Winget Food Truck. They make the most amazing wings in the state of Wyoming. And it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. The way that you can figure out where that truck is going to be is go to cowboystatepolitics.com and look underneath the sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. My friends, it's critically important that you and I stay in contact. Social media platforms and the online media conglomerate are increasingly targeting conservative voices in the media. And this program is not immune. Though I have an online media presence that is growing with Twitter, it's still not nearly as big as it is on Facebook, and now Facebook is shadow banning the program. The way that we can all circumvent what they're trying to do is if you subscribe to the program. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. The best way is just to subscribe and follow the show in whatever podcast app that you prefer. The two biggest ones that Cowboy State Politics listeners use is iTunes and the Podbean app. So whatever app is your favorite, make sure that you follow and subscribe to the show, and that way you can be notified when there's a new episode of Cowboy State Politics that's coming out. And as it relates to that, I am currently working on a number of groundbreaking stories, and you definitely don't want to miss any of them. Trust me, you're going to be really disappointed if somebody else tells you about these stories before you find out. A whole bunch of them are coming up in the next few months, and I'm telling you, my friends, they're huge. So again, make sure you subscribe and follow the show. Last thing, I've got a number of advertising opportunities that are available on Cowboy State Politics. If you want to advertise your business, you're not going to get any better bang for your buck than right here on Cowboy State Politics. And I don't think I have to tell you that it's those advertising dollars that help support this program and make sure that I can do what it is that I do. So if you've got something you want to advertise on the show, shoot me an email. The address is david at cowboystatepolitics.com. And now, back to the program.
If I were to ask you what the Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is, could you tell me right offhand? Though listeners to this program are far more informed than just about everybody else in the cowboy state, I bet a number of you would have to look it up. For the second year in a row, our legislature was unable to pass a bill that would have compelled local school districts to teach the United States and Wyoming constitutions. To become a United States citizen, you have to be pretty well versed in the United States Constitution. But apparently, we don't have to teach that in high school. On the front page of the Red Star this morning, there's an article entitled, Judge Denies Anonymity Request. Plaintiffs in sorority lawsuit must use their real names. While the headline alone is a little bit odd, listen very carefully to what the judge said, and I quote, The bottom line is this, lawsuits are public events, and the public, especially here, has an important interest in access to legal proceedings. Plaintiffs may not levy serious accusations without standing behind them, United States District Court Alan Johnson wrote on Thursday, end quote. District Judge Johnson is absolutely correct, but not for the reasons that he outlined. The reason why those students are not entitled to anonymity is not just because lawsuits are public events, like they're a baseball game or something. Defendants in all cases have a right to face their accusers. That's in the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Let me read it to you, and I quote, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime should be committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. And the Seventh Amendment, while we're at it, Quote, in suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall otherwise be re-examined by any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. The Fourth through Eighth Amendments to the Constitution deal with your rights in a court of law. The judge in this sorority case should have just said, um, no, it's against the Constitution. But instead, the judge in this case just said, well, lawsuits are public events. You know, you can't have a concert without a crowd. Ridiculous. Well, at least he came to the right decision, albeit not for the right reasons. But perhaps the judge attended high school in Worland, Wyoming. It appears that administration officials in Washakie County have decided, well, at least at the high school anyway, have decided that the teaching of the American Revolution is not necessary in their social studies curriculum. Indeed, there's so many things that they need to teach in social studies class that they just need to save time. And so they decided that the American Revolution really isn't necessary. This all came to light when a teacher at Worland High School wrote a letter for parents telling them that the administration has decided not to include teaching of the American Revolution in the history curriculum. This is the same gentleman that had initially agreed to an interview on cowboy state politics and then at the last minute decided that he didn't want to come on the program. Cowboy state politics respects his decision, even though I'm very disappointed. It would have been nice to hear the story directly from him, but I think that we can get most of it just by reading the letter and then talking about it a little bit. 
And one other little note on this. He asked that I keep his name out of it. So I'm going to redact his name from the letter that you can find at CowboyStatePolitics.com on the show content tab. And we're just going to refer to him as Mr. Smith. So parents in Worland, Wyoming, were under the mistaken impression that their children were being given an adequate education in American history. And it wasn't until Mr. Smith wrote a letter informing them of what the administration at Worland High School had decided to do with the history curriculum. The letter is dated April 5th, and I quote, As some of you may already know, I have resigned from my position and will not be returning to teaching here at Worland High School next year. Even though I'll be gone, I still care about your children and their education. I've since found out that Mr. Smith's resignation didn't have anything to do with any of the history curriculum. That was a decision he had made beforehand. Here's the rest of the letter. Quote, At a recent social studies department meeting, I learned that there will be significant changes to the United States history curriculum, namely the complete omission of the American Revolution. You read that correctly. My department head believes that the American Revolution is not crucial to United States history. Instead, he thinks a brief week at the start of United States government will suffice to cover it. When I raised my concerns at our last department meeting, my department head dismissed my concerns and asked me to leave the meeting. It appears that he is not open to constructive criticism at this time. History should be taught as a sequence of events, especially since much of our nation's history cannot be understood without first understanding where it began. The American Revolution was the foundation of our nation when upstart colonists decided that they could govern themselves. As a direct result of this rebellion, the country that we live in was born. The Constitution that governs us was written, America as we know it, came from this event. According to my department head, none of this is necessary to learn in a United States history class. If you also believe that this curriculum change is a step too far, I urge you to reach out to the school board about this. I have regrettably little influence in this matter now. It's in your hands. Thank you for reading. Now, the department head at Worland High School is a guy named Mr. Vickers. Evidently, Mr. Vickers doesn't believe that the teaching of the American Revolution is a fundamental part of understanding what it means to be an American. Probably more to the point, however, is this omission of the American Revolution from the history curriculum at Worland High School is a perfect example of what I refer to as woke history. Now, no one can deny that the American Revolution happened, and it would be pretty difficult to explain to people why it wasn't important. So what a lot of woke school administration officials do is they lie by omission. They just don't teach people about it. In general, the importance of the American Revolution, and there's I could go on for hours and hours about this, and perhaps in an upcoming episode I need to do a deep dive into this. For right now, though, let's just put it like this. The American Revolution was the first time in human history that man decided that he could rule himself. Think about that. At every other point in human history, man was governed by a king or a czar or an emperor. The one exception to this would be ancient Greece, but I would argue that that's a direct democracy and a horrible form of government that resulted in a lot of atrocities. In other words, the Greeks submitted themselves to mob rule, which you might say that that's far worse than a king or an emperor because the results of it certainly were. Anyway, I know, I'm splitting hairs. But the importance of the American Revolution cannot be understated. 
And you can't understand why we have the Constitution if you don't understand the events surrounding it. I began this segment talking about that sorority lawsuit because it goes directly to our rights under the Constitution. And one of the issues at hand in that lawsuit that the people bringing it wanted to remain anonymous is also one of the things that the British were doing to the colonists. Obscure charges would be brought, people would be arrested, and then they wouldn't be allowed to cross-examine the witnesses against them. You're just going to have to trust us. You did something wrong, even though you don't get to question the charges. And I'd like to repeat part of Mr. Smith's letter. Quote, The American Revolution was the foundation of our nation when upstart colonists decided that they could govern themselves. As a result of this rebellion, the country that we live in today was born. The Constitution that governs us was written. America as we know it came from this event. He is absolutely correct. So what happened after Mr. Smith wrote this letter is that he went to hand it out to students and then he was threatened with being fired by the high school principal. Sources inside Worland High School told Cowboy State Politics that the school's principal, a Mr. Sanford, came into Mr. Smith's classroom and threatened to fire him because he didn't let the principal see the note before he handed it out. Of course, Principal Sanford didn't want that note going out to parents because he knew exactly what Washakie County parents would do to him, and rightfully so. Frankly, if you want to lie to students, rather directly or indirectly or by omission, you don't deserve to be anywhere near our children. This is a prime example why parents across the state of Wyoming are removing their children from public school and deciding to teach them themselves, because we can't count on what the government school is teaching them. If they're going to remove the teaching of the American Revolution from the history curriculum, what else are they removing? I mean, if you're going to do that, you may as well remove everything else. I began this episode venting my frustration about all the lies that the media tells us, for, to illustrate one point, that we are lied to at every step. We're lied to by the media. You can't trust what they tell you. I'll give you one example from the Buffalo fake news. You can't trust what the schools are teaching our children. Mr. Sanford and the Worland High School have proven that they're going to lie to students. And this isn't just happening at Worland High School. I bet if you looked at the history curriculum from other schools in the Cowboy State, you'd find the exact same thing. I wish that Mr. Smith had decided to come on this program, because I think his voice is an important one. I think that he made the right decision in informing parents. Absolutely he did. And I commend him for defending the teaching of history when others just simply want to erase it. I'm going to see what else I can dig up on this, and I'll bring to you whatever it is that I find. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics. <laughs>